0: Back in February 2012, Mark Zuckerberg, co-founder of Facebook, stated, There is a huge need and a huge opportunity to get everyone in the world connected, to give everyone a voice, and to help transform society for the future. The scale of the technology and infrastructure that must be built is unprecedented, and we believe this is the most important problem we can focus on. Of course, Zuckerberg had a vested interest because central to connecting people, the core business of Meta, are data centers. Today, data centers are the information backbone of the digital economy, connecting communities of people, business, and organizations. As environmental, social, and governance become the talk of the town, from boardroom to consumers, data center operators are left with little choice but to be seen as taking a serious look at how they could be more energy efficient. After all, data centers are energy-intensive enterprises accounting for 1% of global electricity use. In this podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Samuel Lee, CEO of Digital Edge, to talk about how to architect sustainable data centers. Samuel, welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. First for
1: coming to our office
0: today, Alan. It's uh, my pleasure to talk to you. Now, data centers are a sizable carbon footprint. According to one statistic, globally, it's 1% of total Mm -hmm. carbon emissions is actually generated by data center business. As a business pursues a carbon neutral or net zero carbon initiative, what does this mean for a data center operator such as Digital Edge?
1: Yeah, that actually means a lot to us, especially in the last uh, few years. I think, like, um, people around the world, like our key stakeholders, like our investor, our customers, and the local government, everyone is talking about ESG, right, how to cut down the carbon footprint and get to a stage which you can operate, in a carbon neutral fashion. So basically like it's all our key stakeholder is pushing us to go there. Just if you're looking from a data center perspective, just looking at the pieces, actually it's all our interest to be efficient. Because like when we talk about ESG, a lot of people are talking about PUE, WUE, all those power efficiency, water efficiency. That actually is part of our core structure. So if we can be more efficient, more effective, Actually, we can improve our margin as a business, right? Just looking selfishly as a standalone company. But of course, like going beyond that as a company, we want to be a responsible corporate citizen on planet Earth. And we need to grow sustainably, so that's why everything we do as a data center provider today, ESG always comes first, because we need to do the right thing for the planet and our key stakeholder. A few things we are doing, like, as a data center, there's two very important perspective. One is how you build your data center. You can use a uh, new technology, you can build responsibly, like, to cut down the PUE by deploying new technology, by deploying newer design. You're always trying to aim to go beyond what is the status quo to achieve efficiency. That's the build side. The other is the operation side because we always said no matter from a PUE perspective or from a reliability perspective, like the build is only 20 to 30 percent of the whole equation. More importantly is how you operate. So, how we operate is we use our expertise, like we have a very careful design, we work with our customer, like how we put the server, deploying technology, cold out, like hot out, those technology to minimize the waste of the energy and achieve a better PUE and WE. So, that's the two perspectives we are doing.
0: Can you elaborate a bit more about this design and build strategy by Data Edge?
1: Yes, I think like design, as I mentioned, is a part of the build process, Mm -hmm. right? And there's no secret in today's world, every day there's a new technology available, new equipment, more efficient equipment. So we work with the industrial leader and the vendors trying to deploy the most appropriate technology in our data center. So when we decide, we have a corporate, we have a like a standard. It's like we have in mind the PUE should be 1.3 or below. Annualized PUE should be 1.2 and below. This is our guideline for our company when we develop a new data center, no matter how do we design, no matter what country we are in, that is the general law of star for the company on the design of the data center. If there's any Anything we need to make a trade-off we will do that study very carefully like very office one like uh, we know in some country when you have a full season you have winter time you can take cold air to cool the surface and you can have a more efficient but in country like in asia like in singapore bangkok indonesia it's the same high humidity high temperature so what can you do it's not the end of the world. There's a new technology like we are working with our partner like LawTech. deploy something like uh, what we call a stage uh, pond cooling solution. It's like unlike the traditional cooling solution you need to depend some of the outside temperature the electrical cooling air. There's a, some new technology you can deploy. You can really achieve a better PUE compared to the past in Asia area. We make a trade-off that may actually cost you a little bit more but I think it's a balance between your short-term investment and your long-term benefit and as a data center provider we are always looking for long-term because if you look at any data center provider the business case is talking about 10 years and above right so we are not going to cut the corner just make short-term saving but we are more aim for a long-term benefit for ourselves and our customer and also satisfy the ESG requirement of all our key stakeholders.
0: There was a time a few years ago where I was talking to some data center operators, and we were saying that 20 years ago I could design a data center with a 10 to 15, 20 even year, 20 year lifespan. Yeah. But then we said things like virtualization came in, cloud computing came mm-hmm. in, all of that thrown away now because you cannot really plan because the technology cycles are a lot faster. Yes. Newer developments. Yes. We, whether it's in cooling. Yep. Or, or even computing. The yep, new developments. Absolutely. Development. So, for a data center operator, what is an economical model that you approach that we okay. say, we designed for this period because we expect that in X yep. number of years, we're going to need to refresh something?
1: Yes. I think what you just talked about is absolutely true. I myself seen all of this. Actually, very interestingly, those old-fashioned data centers you are talking about still exist. they still serving customer And low no secret, data center. a lot of our equipment are mechanical equipment. Basically, they can work for 20 years, 30 years, still working. But whether the power efficiency they generate, whether we can satisfy today's world and run a business effectively, that's a big question mark, right? But just from a technical perspective, they can still be there and serve the customer. Especially like in a country like Japan, they can keep the maintenance and do the service very well. You walk into a 30 years data center, you still feel pretty good about that. But whether you can get new customer into that data center is a very big pressure mark, right? So as a data center provider, we are pretty fortunate because we have guys like on our management team, like uh, J Park, who's uh, design and construction all our data center. Basically he's the guy who who saw through all this development in the last 20 something years. He spent 10 years in Equinix, which is the leader in co-location business around the world, where I also come from. But the last 10 years he spent with Facebook as well, like designing and constructing an data center around the world. So basically that guy have like uh, is the pioneer in the industry. And he have a very good connection with lots of like vendor technology pioneer, new startup on technology. So we have the privilege to take a look at lot of new development. And also we talk to our customer. We have been very close to the hyperscaler who like they have all the resources in the world. They know the new technology. We work very close with them. So we basically, we can know what is the latest and what is going to be fade out in the next few years. But what is going to be last in the next few years? I think you are right. In the past, you can have the visibility for 10 years to 20 years. Now, if I have the visibility for the next five years, Yes, actually pretty good. One thing about data center is like today, all our design, as I just mentioned, about 1.3 PUE, 1.2 annualized, naturally a lot of our customer they are willing to sign up with lumber a lot worse than that. But we're just trying to look forward. We know the world is changing. Looking at a good example is uh, China. The China government basically published a policy last year saying that like all the data center provider, the hyperscaler data center provider, that PUE need to be and below. We tell data center, maybe 1.4. So they are actually changing the the game and more advanced than some of the country. They don't have that types of rules, but we strongly believe that in the future, most of the government will have guidelines to data centers, like to control the PUG to make sure people are operating more effectively. So even today, our customers are willing to pay for a data center operating at 1.5 and 1.6 at PUG, but we are not going to build those data centers. Everything we build, as I just say, it needs to be 1.3 and 1.2 because that is what we believe will be sufficient for the foreseeable future. And when the time comes, whether we can upgrade or
0: not, I think it's a very different story. Now, the paradox of the present, the environment that we are in, is that businesses are consuming more data, right? One of the side effects of digital transformations, there's a lot more data being consumed, yeah. which places demand on data center operators to yeah. provide the the capacity, compute and storage, yes. and connectivity. So, as businesses expect data center operators, such as yourselves, to be more ESG responsive, yeah. how do you solve this? On the one hand, you need to provide more compute, storage, yep. connectivity. Yep. On the other hand, your customers, the same customers that buy this i telling you yep, and i need absolutely. to be efficient so how do you solve that i need to provide you with more but at the same time i also have to be more efficient more compliant with ESG yep
1: naturally that seems like contradicting with each other the two sides of the story but actually it may not because one thing when you need to achieve a very high efficiency actually scale matter actually if you are operating a small data center actually hard to achieve a good PUD 1.0 or below actually you need scale to achieve efficiency that is just the law of economy return no secret about that so actually if our customer is willing to give us more but we have more scale actually it's easier for us to Manage. When you build a data center, of course, there's certain limit, I will say, but when you need to build a data center with 5 megawatt compared to a data center with 30 megawatt, 40 megawatt, the bigger it is, the more efficient it is. Actually, it's a better on ESG and PUE. But when you are talking about really go beyond that one, go beyond the 40 50, you go to a 100 megawatt, 200 megawatt types of demand. Nowadays, I don't think people are looking at that, but five years later, who knows, right? But with those types, of scale, then you can just theoretically, you need to think about where you can get the water for cooling, where you can fuel, prepare for the oil tank in case like you're running out of power, the city grid, you need to have a, like a fuel on site to power the, the generator. When you are breaking certain standard, you need to worry about like uh, those things. It's no easy answer. When you're small, you don't have the scale, you are not efficient. When you are going to a certain size, you have the scale, you can be efficient. But when you go super big, other set of questions start to come in. Like, the, as I mentioned, the fuel The fuel tank is so big. What happens if the fuel leak? That types of leakage with those fuel tanks, which can power up like a 100 megawatt data center, pretty scary to the environment, to everyone, right? So I think it's like that question basically is really about scale and how you handle your business decision about what is the optimum scale you're going to build and then you need to go somewhere else and build another data center and then how you connect back so make the customer to see it as a virtual data center that is the only way you can solve that question effectively
0: now, some markets are like Hong Kong and Singapore are geographically very small. On Hong Kong Island itself, there's no space to build a new data mm-hmm. center. So the question I have for you is uh, how do you see data centers in small locations like Hong Kong and Singapore mm. evolving to meet customer demands
1: uh, around ESG? Yeah, I think like um, on the location for Hong Kong and also for Singapore, it's a easy solution. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be a big issue on the location because it's so small. If you are talking about Hong Kong and Singapore, it's like 30 kilometer away from point A to point B at most, right? So location-wise, it's not a very important decision because it's still within that country or city. I think the real question is like how you generate enough power and how you deploy like renewable energy, like uh, into the country to serve the data center. To what extent people continue to build in Hong Kong and Singapore, and when you need to really go through the cycle and use a global platform, like uh, use some other country's uh, platform to support a country when the country is really running out of space and power, right? If you take a look at tiny city like Hong Kong and Singapore, it's no secret one day we will run out of land and also run out of power, because to Generate power, you need to build power plant, right? But one of the Singapore's uh, concerns today is that they, they still have land for their centre, but they don't have enough power. Yeah, so that is why the Singapore government didn't really e- easily like permit to build in the last uh, two to three years. They start to do it again. But a lot of things they are talking about is like how to bring renewable energy back into Singapore from outside world. I think sooner or later Hong Kong need to do the same. It's not just the location within the country it matter, it's how you bring in the power, when you are the country really running out of space, then what the world will look like? I think cloud basically is part of the solution to solve that problem for lots of uh, enterprise, Right, go beyond location, you can be anywhere, you can just deploy by fingertip. But when we're talking about cloud, it's still it's not something really on the sky, it's still some server and real data sitting on the ground connecting to the power grid. When Hong Kong is really out of space, which I think is still some time to go you know the government is talking about change and study about using the uh, rock cave as a data center potential data center space they can be creative and still come up the space yeah but if when you really come exhaust everything then people need to just look at how you make this virtual platform work but i think immediate future i think what people worry about is really about how to bring enough power renewable energy uh, into the country
0: What worries you as an operator of a data center as you start to expand around region, meet your customers, whether it's partnering with hyperscalers to provide Mm -hmm. for their local needs or fresh new customers on the ground? What worries you about the things that they ask you, within, particularly within the area of ESG?
1: First, from a general business perspective, what worries me is whether we can build fast enough. Like the demand is so big. Yeah, but you know, most of the customer, just like any other customer, when they want something, they want it tomorrow. But building a data center lead at least two years or more, right? How you secure the land, the power, and get the timeline and make the construction to satisfy your customer demand and catch the demand in time, that's always our key issue as a business. On the ESG front, is like in a lots of country today, especially in Asia, lots of countries still the power grid is not 100% renewable or green. But as a business, like we throw out to the market, as a company, we'll be carbon neutral by 2030. And we want to like deploy 50% of the renewable energy on our platform to power up all our data center by 2025. So like it's honestly is a challenge to us as a business. In some of the country, our option may be limited and that's a cost implication. So how we balance it is going to be something like uh, we need to work with our customer, local government, the power grid and also some of our investors who have a renewable energy business in the Asia Pacific region to work out. Our investors not only they invest in data center and uh, they also invest a lot in renewable energy around the world in Asia as well. So what types of like synergy we can have with if, uh, those are pieces, so that we can deploy more renewable and green energy into our platform at a cost that can be acceptable to our customer base. That is something for us uh, to work on and can be a challenge
0: as well. So last question, you're looking at your customer who may be a CIO or CTO of an organization. What should they include in their planning to support their company's ESG goals as they discuss the operations with you, the possibilities of signing up Digital Edge to be their data center operator?
1: I think like uh, they need to definitely one of the key things is look beyond what is the immediate requirement from their corporate standard and also from the country they're operating in. As I mentioned ESG is still a evolving concept. How to measure power efficiency, carbon footprint is still moving along. In some of the country they have a different formula. There's still different formula in the market for you to measure your carbon uh, output and all that. So sometimes people need to just look beyond what they have and get a cushion in place as I, I mentioned like uh, our customer today is willing to pay for 1.5 or 1.6 PUE but we are not going to build for those data and we are going to build for 1.3 it's just because we know that they will come we don't want to sit on a bunch of just uh, inefficient data center and we don't know what to do so we just need to have uh, the visibility and trying to be forward looking I think as our customer I think that is something we can work with them. What is enough for today may not be enough for two years down the road. So how you structure your IT and network infrastructure, what types of deployment or technology you should deploy. We have a solution architect we can work with them and just trying to make sure that they deploy a critical digital infrastructure is also future-proof infrastructure.
0: Samuel, thank you for joining us on Projects for Future CIO.
1: You're very welcome, and uh, it's a very exciting time. Yeah, but lots of things are changing, especially on the ESG-like perspective. We would love uh, Digital Edge to be a foreigner in this uh, like a ESG-like phenomenon, and if like there's anything we can update you and I will work with you in the future, we are very happy to.
0: That was Samuel Lee, CEO of Digital Edge, on the topic of architecting for sustainable data centers. You are listening in the Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter, so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.